What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay from Hello. The Tipsy Ghost. Hi, friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yay. <sighs> we are here another week. <laughs> Just living mm. that quarantine life. Quarantini? A quarantini life. Social distancing, I hear the quarantine, well, mm, we're, how far apart do you think we are right now? This might be. This is the recommended distance. Yeah. We is are it? six feet apart. That's right. And we're wearing masks, and we're not really. <laughs> no masks, but we are far apart-ish. I've washed my hands like five times since I've been here. That's because you peed five times since you've been here. Touche, <laughs> touche. <laughs> but is it hygiene. Great Thanks, job. guys. I've been practicing it. <laughs> we taught you at work this week how to cough into your elbow. Okay, why are you bringing that up? Because Wait, you didn't know? She no, didn't do. know. She no. would just cough open mouth into the air. Oh, no, Lord. No, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. I was wearing a mask but the you entire time. I was wearing a mask the entire night that shift because I had been coughing. And it was just a cough. And I think that it's coming from the place we work out because I think it just a no cough, cough is how the COVID started. No fever. They made me take my temperature laugh. like three times that night. I was like, yeah. guys, I'm fine. It's just a cough. They checked mine on the way in to work. Ooh, oh wait, I heard like, they're doing that. Are, oh, interesting. I thought it was you know by the honor system, but now we're actually no. Hmm. Mine was checked. Interesting. Mm. So I, I, I've been going on the honor system, and I made the mistake of checking it right after I got out of the shower. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. You were warm. I was warm. <laughs> <laughs> so then I cooled off, and I was like, oh no, I'm good. Okay. okay. Although okay. one time I did take my temp at night at shift, and I was like, it's a hundred point four, and they're all like, <gasps> I said, just kidding, guys, it's a ninety eight point two. Oh, mean joke. Because <laughs> they were being mean to me about my coughing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't you ever see where they, they teach the kids to do the count? I was coughing into my elbow. <laughs> Let the record show that neither of the Sarahs were there when this incident happened. I was coughing into my elbow and wearing a mask. And the one time I probably had my hands full and did not cough into my elbow, but I had my mask on. She was like, Lindsay, I heard you don't know how to cough. <laughs> Listen, I have a role where people come to me with concerns. Oh my gosh. And wait, of- wait, this was an official complaint? Yes, they talked about it in their huddle in front of everybody. <laughs> I was so mad. Somebody came to me and said, can you please educate Lindsay on how to cough into her elbow? Oh my gosh, I'm still mad. <laughs> Shut up. And I had just lent this person a book of mine to read, the BTK book. Oh yeah, we talked about that on the I took episode. it back from her and she said, are you serious? I said, you don't deserve this book. You don't deserve anything from me i'm mad at you why didn't she just come to you with your exactly <laughs> instead of not only going to sarah about it which i might understand because like sarah said she's in management role but she talked about it in front of the entire staff oh my god wow <sighs> i'm so glad we brought that up on the podcast to discuss guys i'm so glad well great you'll, you'll have the opportunity to do the the elbow cough oh here trust today. me i have been exaggeratingly doing the elbow cough every time like did you guys see that i coughed into my elbow did you see that oh. <laughs> it's gonna make me look like an idiot i'm gonna be an idiot <laughs> i'm gonna bring up the video i'll find it for you and send it to you <laughs> As that's what my my, uh, my um, son calls it the the Dracula the Dracula. Oh, I don't know that. That's cute. Yeah, apparently that's how they teach they teach the youngins in school. I don't know whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> so if it works for you, I'm happy. I have great hand hygiene, guys, and great hygiene. <laughs> Let the record show all of that. I think she's making this up. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah yeah. Well, other than that, what else is new? What else is going on? I got a full belly. <laughs> I'm satisfied. Guys, every time we get together to do this, we eat Mexican. <laughs> like, it's kind of a tradition at this point. It's a good It's a good tradition. It is a good I'm tradition. All, I'm here for it. We fill up on tacos and cheese dip, and then we come in and we're like, ugh. And, and, then, we, <laughs> and then we try to drink a few. Mm-hmm. Woo! I just we, we full. poured out the rest of my bottle of wine, so we're good. We're having a in great day. Cup. Yeah, she's poured like, it out in your <laughs> yeah. cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, never a waste. She's way ahead of us at this point right this now. This is no time for being wasteful. No, no, we are in an epidemic right now. It's a pandemic. Whatever. What's the difference? Is there a difference? <laughs> there is a big difference. Okay, what is the difference? Please explain. <laughs> 
Huh. Okay. Let me. Let me. <laughs> you tell can't. You. you have to Google it. Okay. I an be, epidemic I is smaller in scale, and a pandemic is worldwide. worldwide. Okay. Gotcha. But I wanted to be sure. I wanted to be accurate in the way that I prevalent over a whole country or the world. Okay, so don't act like I'm an idiot for not you're knowing not. that. Nobody said that. It's, it's the same premise. It, you're right. I Just mean, it's the similar. <laughs> right now the look she's giving me an epidemic so is sorry. a widespread occurrence of an infectious disease in a community at a particular time okay so we are in a pandemic right now guys the moral of the story is alcohol should be saved how about a pan pan epidemic <laughs> a panis epidemic an epipandemic a pandemic <laughs> nailed it thanks guys Cool. Anyway, so that was educational. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're all. We learned how to cough. We learned about hand hygiene, and we learned that we are in a pandemic. You're welcome. <laughs> also, don't be a jerk and take all the masks in the world and yes, take people. Can we just cover that? Yes, first please. And foremost, the hoarding of the <sighs> masks and the protective equipment required by nursing staff. It's too much. You're you're kind of the worst kind of person if you're doing that. People be cray right now. Yep, 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 yep. So if you have masks, contact your local hospital because <laughs> they probably need them. That's true. And they would love them. That is very true. Just wait till you're sick. Whoa, I'm what's fine. that I'm supposed to be? Yes. Oh, wait, are you talking to me? No. no she's oh, looking oh, okay. at me. She's looking at me. Okay. No, I'm, well, I have to look at somebody. There's, I can't address <laughs> Wait, what? If I get sick, I'm bringing you all down with me. <laughs> that was not me coughing. That was me. <laughs> I turned away from the mic. I will go down with this ship. Oh, I'm bringing you oh. all down with this ship. Oh, dang. <laughs> then we can just be quarantined together and just podcast nonstop. It's karaoke oh. night up in here. This, right. this episode's going to be what I like to call the smorgasbord episode. Smorgasbord. It's where we... Smorgasbord. Oh, that was <laughs> like a, a remix. Excellent. Smorgasbord. 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 <laughs> I'm quoting like from Have you ever seen SNL sketch? <laughs> okay, oh, Lord. God. okay. That was my water. We um, made a rule last episode about touching the table. Sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't hear that rule. Uh, it's it's me. Oh, I just I keep disappointing her this week. I keep disappointing you. her this week. No, you can never. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's an SNL sketch with um, the Muppets, and you know the Swedish chef. And so it's, he can't say any of the Swedish words. And what so does he, he goes, say? What is spi- he says like me- lots of meatball. What, it's like spicy. What is he saying whenever he's saying that word that you're trying to say, but you're making it smorgasbord? Smorgy, smorgy. I don't know, no but because that's what he says. He goes smorgy, 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 smorgy. Is that what he says? Yes. That's I thought he was he trying says. to say some like food thing. I mean, like. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm glad you guys have connected on that level. I SNL, have no idea. Well, I love SNL. This is but a smorgasbord episode okay. because that was hell fancy. We all pick a topic and yeah. then we get to present on it, and it doesn't have to be consistent in the least. So, for example, I'm not going to tell you what my my mine is because big secret. She's keeping it very secretive, even from us, and I don't know why. Oh, I mm, oh. can't wait. Anyway. But for the example for next week, we're going to have a conspiracy, we're going to have a true crime, we're going to have a folklore. Mm-hmm. This week, we're going to have my special topic. Special. We're going to have a true crime, topic. some true crimeage, and we're going to have, what are you doing? I'm doing an urban legend. Urban legend. So. Oh. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you going to make it? I'm just real full <laughs> and trying to top it off with some wine. I got some Tums. You want some Tums? Will Tums help me digest faster? <laughs> I mean, it'll make your tum feel better. Let's see. Let's see how I do. I think I'll do okay. I think I just need to keep capping it off with a little wine here. Yeah, maybe just don't complain. What's everybody drinking real quick? Don't complain about it. What's the um, drink tonight? I'm having a cherry Moscato. Ooh, that actually sounds really good. It sounds terrible. Okay. <laughs> They, Only because they it's like so to dang com- sweet. Everyone likes to complain about how sweet my wines are. Honestly. Her wines are very sweet. <laughs> That's how I like them. I don't like a dry... I tried drinking her wine that she's having, her Cab Sap. No, it was yucky. Too dry. I love this. No cab way. Sav. I, I like both. That, I like both. That 19 Crimes Cab Sav I bought just for you guys. I will not drink Bless it. Oh, that's so sweet of you. But I want to see the little picture that 
they have on the back. You're supposed to just scan it with your phone and then they talk to you. What? Oh, yes. This you is some fancy no, wine. I don't do that. It was my el- wine. It was does not el- talk to me unless I drink too much of it. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It was eleven dollars. It's not that. Fancy. I was going to say I don't think it's really that. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a marketing thing, and it works. Apparently. It worked. Yeah, that's why I bought. It. I was like, oh, this guy's going to talk to me. He's in prison. Hell yeah! yeah. I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. We'll have to do that for the next episode that we record. So. Anyway, so, and Lindsay, what are you drinking? What's over there? Water. <laughs> um, I was drinking White Claw. Let me, can, I claw. Go, can I go get you a White you Claw? You need a Claw, please. Oh my gosh, but then I'm going to be tempted to drink no. it, and it's going to make, listen, guys, it's no. going to make that sound every well, time I, mean, I pick we're it up. Drinking. This is yeah. unacceptable. You guys <laughs> chat. I'm going to go get a White Claw. Oh my gosh. You must, you must drink the Claw. This is the third time that I've disappointed her this week. <laughs> Apparently it doesn't take much. It does not take much. <laughs> Not sneezing into my elbow one time, even though I was wearing a mask. It was a cough. What was the second time? I feel like it, the second time just happened. I don't know. <laughs> um, sure, surprise me. She's trying to pick out like the flavor. How, I like how you just said, sure, surprise me louder <laughs> into the microphone. As if she would hear you now I don't have a, I don't have a cup holder. You can put it on that shelf. I love that sound. I thought Dead. I thought you guys didn't like grapefruit. I do like grapefruit. You do? Do you like grapefruit? It's I. I no, I like a, I like a good sex on the beach. They're ordering that white grapefruit. I thought it was bar? orange juice and I thought it was orange juice. No, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Oh. Sex on the beach. Maybe you're right. Yeah, peach schnapps, orange or pineapple juice, cranberry juice. Listen, don't even at me with these bar <laughs> drinks. Don't even. You at do me. know she knows her cocktails. I could have sworn that I had grapefruit in it, but maybe mm-hmm. not. Okay, sorry. My bad. I was wrong, guys. Fourth so time disappointing Boyd since What she meant to say Stop was she likes grapefruit <laughs> and sex on the beach. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> I like both those things. Okay. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> I just made that sound effect. I only like one of those things, and I am not editing what you just did out. <laughs> That's because she's mad at me. Okay. Okay, who gets to go Sarah first? Oh, okay, first. all right. Are we ready? Yes, um, you're going first because mine is. I'm depressing. ready. Okay, how long do I have to talk? Does it matter? You mm-hmm. just talk as long as you want. Just talk until I'm done talking. Talk until you're done talking. We will listen. Talk until the story's done. Okay. Yeah. We'll listen until we're done listening. I should start by saying that I, I did some research and did a lot of um, taking of information and putting it onto a page that I'll be repeating. So what I'm trying to say is a lot of it is not like originally written by me. I feel like I should say that. that I, oh, that's how a lot of mine are too. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. All right. Just as long as they copy and paste is my friend. Yeah, that's pretty much what went on, but okay. I picked, I guess, I guess what you would call it is the legend of Stull, Kansas. Ooh. Yes. I've always wanted to go there. Have you now? I do. Okay. Let me tell you about it here. Here's here's the reason why I picked it. It is very close to my hometown of Lawrence and and even closer to the house where I grew up. We I grew up in a in a house on West Lawrence kind of Love me some LFK. Yeah, yes, little LFK representing here. <laughs> I now know what that means. <laughs> I have I have educated them on the meaning of LFK. Okay. So I, I grew up on the west side of Lawrence, uh, kind of closer on the way towards Tutupica. And on the way from Lawrence to Topeka, you cross Stoll if you go in this direction. It's really just off of like this really small highway, dirt road highway almost. And there is a cemetery and what used to be an old church there. So that's what this is about. It's uh, located in Douglas County. Kansas, like I just said, kind of close to Lawrence, between Lawrence and Topeka. It was originally founded in 1857 and was known as Deer Creek. Later, the name was actually changed to Stull after the town's only postmaster, who was named Sylvester Stull. How about that? Sylvie. That's cute. Sorry. What the? (laughs) I was like a sneeze right as I was saying cute. (laughs) We gotta mark that microphone as yours. (laughs) I promise I'm okay, guys. That's all I can hear. You guys good? I'm good. (laughs) I sound like a cat sneeze. (laughs) Please edit that out. (laughs) No. Oh, gosh. 
<laughs> Are you gonna be okay? No, I was just so surprised. <laughs> that noise. She was too. I was. <laughs> I thought it was a voice, and then it was a little kachoo, like... <laughs> and then it was on my microphone, which is now before? solely yours. Have you ever made that noise before? <laughs> Okay, all right, I'm ready. Let's travel back to Stoll, Kansas. Woo, here Please. we are in beautiful Stoll, Kansas. <laughs> Please okay. take me back there. <clears throat> okay. Sylvester. And we Sylvester. have Sylvie. Sylvie Stoll. That's how they named it, Stoll, Kansas. Okay, anyways. In 1867, a church was built, which was later known as the Evangelical Emanuel Church. Um, and then I wrote this literally fun fact. From 1867 to 1908, all sermons were preached in German. How about that? Spe- Did they all speak German there? They speak, don't know. speak and see Deutsch? I think so. Interesting. That's, I don't know. I don't know if they spoke that in the town or uh, if it was just a church. Who knows? Uh, it's wild. I mean, the, I mean, the some, somebody people, had there was like to. 30 people in the town. Okay. Yeah. Somebody had to if the sermons were in German. I, I German sermons? That they all, German sermons. <laughs> <laughs> Say that five times fast, y'all. Hashtag German sermon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So eventually members of the community raised enough money to build a new wooden church. I don't know why they found that to be important to include, but it is wooden, not stone. For more okay. germ sermons. For more German sermon. Um, to be built across the street from the stone church. So eventually the stone church was abandoned by the community in 1922 and was demolished completely in 2002. Oh. Mm. So I wrote a little section here on pop culture. Uh, has anybody heard of the band Urge Overkill? No. I have not. Personally. I went. I went to one of their shows. Lies. Back when Shut I shut up. Did you really? Twelve. I feel like that's a full. I can't tell if she's telling me the that's truth a or lie. not. The lie. Uh, is that true? Of course not. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Nailed it. <laughs> I win. Okay. I couldn't tell. But Urge. I bet. I bet they're great. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I should have just included a little snippet of their music right here, but I didn't think to. So Copyright. Yeah, that's true, too. True that. Okay, so the band Urge Overkill used the cemetery as the cover of their album. Ooh. <clears throat> There's been a number of movies and TV shows that are loosely based on the history of the cemetery and the church, and most notably the show Supernatural did yes. an episode on Stoll and made the characters from Lawrence, yes, Kansas. Yes, I knew that part. Have you seen that episode? Did you watch Supernatural? I've seen some of Supernatural. I mean, there's like a ton of seasons. Is that the one with that um, God, the two name? brothers? Brunette oh, actress? No, there's two brothers, Sam and Dean. Um, Sam is um, Dean from Gilmore Girls. If you watch Gilmore Girls, it's Jared Paladecki. Okay. Nope. Okay. And the other one's Jensen Ackles, but they, um. Wow. You know a lot about Supernatural. We watched like the first three <laughs> seasons. So the brothers, they're from Lawrence, Kansas or whatever. Yeah. In the show. So they That's talk exactly a lot about right. Kansas. Another fun fact, it wasn't actually filmed. It stole. It was filmed somewhere else, like in Minnesota or something. I read that. That is. <clears throat> seems silly, but silly. whatever. I mean, you know, still, it's not really that huge. Right. I can see why they probably didn't. Anyhow. All right. And then I saw another interesting thing. Ariana Grande tried to go, but she told a magazine she couldn't go because uh, she was attacked by demons. Ariana. Ariana. So. Like in Stoll or she had previously been and she was afraid she was going to be I again? I knew you were going to ask me and I am unsure I the need answer. details. Where is the song about Stoll, Kansas? <laughs> Come on, Ariana. Seven Rings. No tears left to cry. <laughs> No yeah. tears left. <laughs> no, 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 it's seven it's rings. Loosely based off of Stoll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the other song you're talking or about. Or seven rings. The seven rings are the seven, are the, um, seven. gates to hell. Maybe that's I think what she was trying to imply. Thank you. Next. Oh, oh, oh thank you next thank you next demon <laughs> she's like i tried but so you many not let jokes me so many jokes okay so the legends that all um, started in still kansas words are hard okay uh apparently in 1974 an article was written by a student at the university of kansas and published Rock in the Chalk, University Jay Daily Kansas and Rock Chalk. Um, the author claimed that the devil appears twice a year. Once mm. on Halloween yeah. and once during the spring equinox, which I feel like just happened. Right? Oh, we missed it. We missed it. But dang, you can't really go anyways. I'll get to that here in a minute. So oh. I did include the little snippet from the article. So here we go. 
in my best dramatic reading, far removed from the horrible story of the exorcist or the bizarre black masses recently discovered in Los Angeles and tucked away in a rough country road between Topeka and Lawrence is the tiny town of Stull, not unlike the town of Sleepy Hollow, described by Washington Irving in his famous tale. Stull is one of those towns motorists can miss by blinking. Mm. Stull and Sleepy Hollow have another thing in common. Both are haunted by the legends of diabolical, supernatural happenings. So there you go. That was the article that was written by Jane Penner. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So, Thank okay, you, the, the reason you. why that that's important <laughs> is because really there wasn't a whole lot of uh, happenings or stories. There also claims that the cemetery is one of the gateways to hell. And this was confusing a little bit. And if anybody listening can help clarify, please feel free. I could not tell what the difference is between just a gateway to hell or the seven gateways of hell. I, I have never really delved into this topic very much. So, you don't know about the gateways of hell? Well, okay. But when you Google <laughs> seven gateways of hell, this is not listed as one of them. But in oh. all of the urban legends, it says it is known as a gateway to hell. So I don't know what the difference is. And it's the seven that they listed are worldwide and Although they're fascinating to read about, this was not included in them. So I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. You go for it. You read I, about it. I'm not. I'm putting it down as a topic to cover the seven gateways of hell. Okay. So I said uh, that there are also claims that the cemetery is one of the gateways to hell. The gates of hell, and I did quote this because I looked it up, are various places on the surface of the world that have acquired a legendary reputation for being entrances to the under underworld. Mm. Often they're found in regions of unusual geological activity, particularly volcanic areas or sometimes at lakes caves or mountains which is really neat that this is none of those so i'm not really sure how it fell into that category it is reported that somewhere in the cemetery i think next to the church there is supposedly a flight of stairs that's there all the time but opens twice a year so it's kind of hidden by some brush and and trees and debris and all this stuff you can't really see it really readily and then it's covered with a big slab over the top, but apparently that slab supposedly opens twice a year. And again, there's different reports. Some people say it's just once. Some people say it's twice. But the most common one is that it opens up on Halloween. So, um... Interesting. This means it's one of the places in the world where living people can descend to the realm of the damned. One rumor says that if one goes down, it'll take two weeks to get back to ground level, but it feels as if it's only moments have passed. So it's the anti-stairway to heaven. That's right. Yeah, it's a stairway to hell, if you will. <laughs> so basically, I wrote, if you're there... That is a song waiting to happen right there. <laughs> I said, if you're there, if you see a staircase next to a grave, don't go down. That was my advice. I wrote it down. That is so, great advice. Quote me. Don't, quote go, me. don't go down on graves. Don't go down on the graves. It's a bad idea. It's another great song title. Don't go down to the graves. No, don't go. Don't go down on graves. Don't go down on graves. That's even better. Sounds like it has some meaning. Okay. Right. So I did read another story that said that you can go down the steps and count the number of stairs that you go down and you'll come back up and you'll never get the same number. I don't know. Basically, people say it's just spooky. Okay, that's kind of what I gather there. The ruins of the church are said to be possessed by the devil. Supposedly, when the church was in ruins and had no roof, it was being by used by Satanists, witch covens, and cults for their rituals. Although there was no roof, it was said that when it rained, the rain did not fall inside of the church. Hmm. That's what they claimed. It would fall everywhere on the outside, but never on the inside. Other people have said that it's impossible to break glass bottles, especially if they were held in the formation of an inverted cross within the walls of the church. So they would hold them like that and try to throw them against the walls and they wouldn't break. Let's see. Another story was that there was a tree that grew right through the middle of a headstone and split it in half. Once the tree was fully grown, they claimed that this tree was used to hang witches from. Ugh, don't like that. No, no, spooky stuff. After a while, the, the tree was mostly used for signs. People would go there and post their signs that said gateway to hell pointing towards the church. And so eventually they ended up cutting down the tree completely because it just drew too many people out there. So even though the tree was not dead at all, they went ahead and cut it down because it was just kind of being a problem because of that. Weird that a gateway to hell is right by a church. Right. Yes. That's what I keep thinking of. I'm like, this is... It makes you wonder what actually happened inside the church. Right. Right. It's really hard to find all that 
all that stuff. That's kind of what I speak to. Like, that about. seems like, I mean, most everything you hear about, like, demonic activity and stuff like that is that they're afraid of, like, they can't step foot in the church and they can't, you know, there's so many things they can't do because of religious stuff. Right. I don't know if it was always or just when it began being used for mm-hmm. rituals and cult activities and, and stuff. stuff like that. Then Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, also that they cut down that poor tree. Yeah. <laughs> the night before Halloween. So it was, like, totally done Aww. on purpose so that they didn't have people coming out. Because let me tell you something, the people of Seoul do not like people coming out really? to investigate. No, they think it's stupid. They don't agree with anything. They don't... Like, they don't believe that this is a... Correct. Interesting. Yeah. And it draws people out by the hundreds on, on Halloween, and it's not a very big cemetery. So they finally had to enforce some, some rules around there. All right, the one that people always tell me about, too, is was in the 90s, the Pope had to redirect his flight to Colorado so that he did not fly over Kansas, so that he would not fly over yeah. unholy grounds. I think this is the one that I'm most familiar with. That like, story. almost everybody in Kansas yeah. or Missouri knows that the Pope mm-hmm. would not fly over Kansas or Missouri because we had the portal to hell in Kansas. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I've heard the most about. Yep. Yep. Whether it happened or not, I don't know. We're but very nice people, it did. We're not just a flyover state, y'all. <laughs> Apparently we are. Maybe that's why we are. Apparently we weren't even a flyover state because yeah. we wouldn't go over us. <laughs> We're a fly-around state. We're a fly-around state. Avoid at all costs. <laughs> All right. It's difficult to find the origins of all these stories. However, it's said that a professor actually just made it up as an urban legend to tell his students. Eventually, the story was printed in the article, which is what I read from earlier. And that's kind of what started some of this hysteria. So that's, I think, why mm. the people have still are annoyed because they think it's really what not a bummer. grounded on anything. No wonder it's not part of the seven gateways. <gasps> it is and it isn't. I don't know if they're... I don't know. I think the seven is different than just a gateway. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I'll have to so look into that. So that's why it's kind of like more of an urban legend because right who knows it's also interesting just as a side note wouldn't you think that there would be six gateways i have no idea because of the 666 you mean yes i mean that makes sense but i don't know i'd have to i actually did spend some time it's weird when you google things like gateways to hell and how many gateways (laughs) to hell are there Google's like, are you how, okay? How do you get there? <laughs> Google's like, what's what is, going on with you? What is this social distancing do doing to her? <laughs> do I need to report you? I'm like, fine. Oh gosh, the things we Google. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I was able to find some tragedies that did happen during the 20th century. First one was of a young boy named Oliver. Um, he wandered, Oliver, that's my cat's name, <laughs> wandered into his father's field while it was on fire and he burned to death. Oh. Um, and it's said that if you step over his grave, that you will go to hell. Oh, jeez. Like right then and there. Just, I guess right then and there, your soul oh, is... is for the devil. Uh, the other tragedy was when they found a man hanging from the tree. The um, witch tree? The witch tree. And he had apparently gone missing at some point in time. And then they found him hanging from the tree. But they don't know how or who or... Nope. Wow. So... Okay, some of the other stories. Uh, there was one of two young men who were visiting Stoll Cemetery one night and became frightened when a strong wind began blowing out of nowhere. They ran back to the car only to find out that the vehicle had been moved to the other side of the highway and was now facing in the opposite direction. Another man claimed to experience the same wind, but inside of the church rather than in the graveyard. And he claimed that the sinister air knocked him to the floor. This just sounds like a windy day in Kansas, if I'm being honest there. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Right. right. Dorothy had allow... it. Yeah, those are called tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They or suck. Just Microbursts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, been there. <laughs> um, uh, and then it talks about the people who witness that no rain will fall, even though there's no roof that won't come inside them. So we need to go there on a rainy day is what I'm hearing. Also, yeah. do, do they sell well, the that? Chur- the, I mean... The church is no longer there. Okay, some of the other things that there is just a tombstone next to the church with the name Wittich, which people thought was kind of strange, like witch. Wittich? Wittich. Like Quidditch? Like W-I-T-T-I-C-H. I don't know why they found that exciting, but apparently they found it was close to a witch and so they claimed that that was bizarre and then some people say that there is supposedly a grave which holds the bones of the child of satan which was conceived between the devil and a witch and apparently this child was so deformed that he only lived for a few days and then he passed away and all his apparently his spirit Mm -hmm. lurks around this cemetery and people say that they've taken pictures and they can see what looks like a werewolf boy peeking out from besides the trees there all sorts of crazy stuff going on over there in stall yikes 
So when you said deformed, I was not thinking of a werewolf baby. <laughs> well, neither was I. And somehow somebody yeah, linked those two together. So apparently, this is getting even crazier. Apparently, that's that's what happened. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, they, these stories drew huge crowds to the tiny town in the cemetery. So eventually, Douglas County Sheriff, Sheriff's Department was involved and started ha- handing out tickets for trespassing to those who came to try to get a look at the devil. Also, it seems that they have a uh, like I mentioned, really annoyed the townspeople. And now there is actually a chain link fence surrounding the entire cemetery. So, and like I mentioned earlier, the uh, church was completely demolished in 2002. So that was, you know, after I graduated high school. <laughs> so I fully remember the church being there and then it kind of just eventually went up to one wall and then they eventually knocked down this one wall because yeah. they said that it was a safety concern. But really, was it? It was a demon concern. It was a demon concern. <laughs> or just people concerned. They didn't want people coming. I think all of the above. Yeah. yeah. A devil concern. So there you go. That is the legend. A devil concern. <laughs> oh, hello, kitty That's cat. the legend of Stull. Stull, Kansas. So that is one that? place we can't go see. We can go to the cemetery and maybe look from the chain link fence. But oh, I, there's, yeah, there's visiting hours. I, yeah. I mean, you can't even go at night. Kitty. Yeah. Go away. Oh. <laughs> Don't you be know, mean to him. I'm not being mean. You know I don't like cats, though. But he's nice. I, I'm not being he's mean. He's not going to bite you. I'm not being mean. I just said go away. She said. You shoot <laughs> him. Why is he up on my chair? <laughs> because he's very welcoming and inviting. Because this is how you should be. Oh, he's going to so try nervous. to win you over. I'm he's so like. Nervous. Also, just I'm as a side note, you. he's actually very friendly and he might like put his hands on your shoulder. Or... Here he comes. Oh! touching me <laughs> hello kitty i'm really afraid of cats guys this is a... you remember oliver my cat i know were you scared he, of him he didn't approach me like this like <laughs> i can see them from a distance and be fine but if they like start getting up close to me i'm like not afraid i get very nervous i don't like them he, I feel he like will not the harm you <laughs> <laughs> i've never had a good experience with a cat and my sister-in-law's cat attacks me and so i do not like cats Okay, I feel like you've had two good experiences with cats so far, hers <laughs> and mine. They were both very gentle to you. <laughs> okay. All right, so anyways, that was the legend, and it was a good one for me to look up because I grew up hearing all of those stories. Sure. All, all right. right. So I'm going next. I'm going to move my microphone up here so that way I don't have is. to lean over. Oh, hey, there I am. <laughs> so I got to do a true crime, which is mm. my faves. Love me a good true crime. This is a very interesting one, but it's also like, ugh. It's it's hard. I feel like that's They're all generally how true crime goes. Yeah, so this one is, um, yeah, this one has to do, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there with uh, child murder. And normally I try to stay clear of that because, ugh, gets me. But this is just a very interesting story. So this is about Daniel LaPlante. LaPlante? I don't know. LaPlante. That's LaPlante? what we call it. I don't know. So Daniel was born May 15th, 1970 in Townsend, Massachusetts. And he's got a pretty rough childhood, guys. He was physically, emotionally, and sexually abused by his dad. So he lived with his mother and his stepfather. Huge history of trauma. Struggled in school because he had dyslexia. Struggled with making friends. Everybody, or everything that I saw online said that peers described him as creepy and weird. Aww. Which makes me so sad. Aww. And they said he had poor hygiene. It gets worse. Uh, he was referred to a psychiatrist by the school because he was struggling, um, like I said, academically and socially, and they could just tell that there was something going on with his home life. And the psychiatrist sexually abused him. Damn it. <laughs> no, I hate Jeez. it. Asshole. Instead of helping him, yeah, he was sexually abused by the psychiatrist. So... He's pretty much learned not to trust any kind of adult or authority figure at all at this point in his life. Um, Why would he? So, right. Nobody's helped him. So he began to get into some small crimes like stealing and burglary. Um, He's about 16 years old when this starts. And he would break into homes. And then he started, instead of just like stealing them, he would move items around. So that way, like you knew someone was in your house, but they wouldn't Mm -hmm. take anything. So people would come home and stuff would be rearranged or like something would be in a different spot so it's like all to me that's like psychologically it's even like, more terrifying yeah that's like some mind some yes. mind stuff on you <laughs> um and this is at 16 so he eventually started stalking this one house and they don't know really how he got involved with this they don't know if he like burglarized the home and then became obsessed with this family or if he just saw them randomly um but it's the home of a single dad and his two daughters annie and jessica andrews and annie and jessica are around his age so they're teenagers too so he got their phone number and he just starts calling them 
and they talk to him on the phone and he lies about who he is and his appearance and says he's this jock, blonde, athletic build, like the OG catfish right here, guys. Nice. So they're, of course, like, oh my gosh. So he asked Annie out on a date and she agreed to go with him. And he shows up at the house looking completely different. Not at all like he described, but she's like, she doesn't know what to do. So she goes on the date with him. I think you guys can kind of see where this is going. The date did not go well, obviously. (laughs) So she made some excuses and left shortly after the date started. Um, Their mother, Annie and Jessica's mom, had recently died of cancer. So that's why they're raised by a single dad. And he was like, Daniel was very interested in the mother and very interested in how she died and how much pain she was in at the end. And just like asking all these questions to someone whose mom recently died. It was very weird and off-putting. Right. Um, Which is one of the reasons why she left the date. Obviously, Daniel did not get a second date after this. So he did what any guy would do when he's rejected. He snuck into their home and found a crawl space and lived in their home for the next two months. Oh, okay. Two months, huh? Typical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a long ass time. <laughs> it is a long Jesus. time. <laughs> to live in a crawl 16 space. 16 years old, and this is what he's doing. Wow. So a little more details about that, because it gets even more messed up. So the girls, while he's doing this, which they don't know, obviously, they had a seance to try to contact their mom. And her knocking from the walls in their room that night. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. It's, ugh. I hate this so much. So they would ask their mom questions, and she would respond by knocking and answer. So they thought this was their mother talking to them. It was Daniel. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it was yeah. not their mother, guys. This yeah, is not a paranormal her, story. I swear. <laughs> <clears throat> Objects started disappearing from the house and being rearranged. They would come home from school and furniture would be moved all the way across the room in different layouts. So they thought, maybe this is a demon and this isn't my mom because this isn't something our mom would do. Right. So then they start finding messages on their walls. Ugh. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know. <laughs> Um, written in red as well. The first one was written on their basement wall saying, I'm in your room. Come and find me. Oh, no. no. So they, of course, fled. They are the smart ones in the horror movie. They fled the house and went to their neighbor's house and waited until their dad, whose name is Brian, got home. And Brian was like, he didn't believe them at all. He was like, maybe this is a grief response. Maybe this is them missing their mother. So they're trying to imagine ways that she's in the house or something like this. So he's like, you guys need to go to counseling. She's like, yeah, they probably did. But also like, listen to your daughters, dude, because <laughs> something's Seriously. going on. So fast forward another couple of weeks and there's another message written in their bedroom this time on the wall in red that says, I'm back. Find me if you can. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Time to burn the thing down. <laughs> that's burn the house down. That's where I would be at this point. Um. So their dad, Brian, still thinks it's the girls making stuff up in their head. Listen, Brian. <laughs> get it together. I know. So these girls, when they saw that message, did the same thing. Ran to their neighbor's house and waited till dad got home. So he went to the house and then he went to their neighbor's house to visit with the girls. And then he went back to the house by himself. And the house was in more disarray than when he had left. And he's like, well, I know the girls are at the neighbor's house. They haven't come back in. Nobody else has been here. Something's up. So this is when dad starts to get suspicious, which finally. Well, 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 Brian. So he, (laughs) Brian. Well, well, well. (laughs) Brian goes to Annie's room. So Annie's the one who went on the date with Daniel. Brian goes to Annie's room and on the wall in red is a message saying, marry me. Oh. Oh, romantic. (laughs) No. What, it's not. What a romantic guy. <laughs> what a romantic guy. Mean. No. A for effort. It's going to get weirder. Side note, it was written in blood. <laughs> so he sees this message and turns around and finds Daniel in oh, Annie's room. No. Wearing a dress, a wig, and carrying a hatchet. Oh, okay. And wearing her makeup. No. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Where did he get a wig? <laughs> In this house, I'm assuming because the mother died of cancer. Okay, all right. They had some wigs around. Yes, I did think about that. So, of course, Daniel and um, Mr. Single Dad to the rescue, Brian. Yes, (laughs) Daniel attempted to attack Brian, but he failed and he escaped. And Brian can't find him anywhere. He calls the police, of course. And he tells the police, It's weird because I feel like he was just here and then he disappeared and I don't know where he went. So the police start looking over the house, trying to find clues, trying to figure out what's going on. Who is this guy? And they find a crawl space behind a cupboard, which was built into the wall of Annie's bedroom. They open the crawl space, and there is Daniel curled up inside. 
waiting with the hatchet the hatchet was lost in the in the scuffle so they found that he had tunneled around to other areas of the house and had put peepholes all around so he could watch annie and jessica Mm-mm. ew yeah and they said he had been there two months which is ugh. what yeah so it's suspected that he was planning to reveal himself as their deceased mother to mess with their minds and that's why he was dressed up in the wig and the makeup and the dress what a dick <laughs> i know but what was with the marry me because i think he was messing Obsessed. with them i don't i don't think it was like really like he was really like in love with them oh. i think it was he was psychologically torturing them honestly oh, he's an asshole and honestly those girls are pretty lucky because he had the hatchet and they were like the police were like it probably was not gonna go well like he was Whoa. probably gonna attack them but dad saved them Thank God. So he was arrested. 16 years old, he goes to a juvenile facility where he stayed until October 1987. And by the way, because I know you asked about the red writing, mm-hmm. it was ketchup. Oh, yeah, I said, side note, it's blood. <laughs> that was the... <laughs> it was not blood. It was ketchup. Hey, that's pretty close. Which maybe, you know, if you see red writing on the wall, smell it first. See what it is? Ew! <laughs> no. Take a, take a little taste. <laughs> I did not say taste. Let's smell it. I feel like I would smell the ketchup. I thought it was like lipstick or something. No, let's catch up. Noted. <laughs> Either way, gross. So he goes to a juvenile facility. He stays there. Um, he gets out October 1987. He's now 17 years old. November 1987, a month after getting released, he breaks into another home and steals two handguns. This is where things get bad. Oh, so, shit. I thought it was bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it's been bad. <laughs> so 17 years old. December 1st, 1987, he sneaks into another house. And there is a woman named Priscilla Gustafson, 33 years old, and her two children, Abigail, 7, and William, 5, are at home while their husband and father is at work. And he, Daniel, rapes Priscilla and killed her by shooting her in the head multiple times and then drowned the children in separate bathtubs. So it's suspected here what police theorized was that he took out the biggest threat, which was the mom, raped her killed her on the she was found face down on her bed covered in blood and then took the children one by one to separate bathrooms and drowned them in separate bathtubs which is just awful mm. awful awful yeah He's great a crazy 17 years old and he does wow. this wow yeah so he fled um by the time the husband got home and found his family daniel was long gone he went a few towns over kidnapped a woman in her car but she was able to escape so that's how he was able to get away so of course everyone's looking for him um, because of, you know, this is a pretty horrific crime and because he's so young. And they found him two days later in a dumpster and on his sock was Abigail's hair. So that's how he pretty much sealed his fate and got arrested. Sentenced to three life sentences. So since then, he has sued the courts multiple times, once for violating his religious rights as a practicing Satanist because they would not provide him with materials <laughs> To practice his satanic rites in the prison. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you Daniel. can't have pentagrams in goat jail. sacrifices. Okay. Yeah. Okay. None of that right. stuff's allowed. Note to self. How unfair. It's against his rights as an American citizen. <laughs> Please so tell me he didn't win. No, he did not Thank win God. that. No. So he actually had a, a resentencing hearing on March twenty second, twenty seventeen. He asked for a reduction in his sentence due to being a juvenile at the time that the crimes were committed. So they had a psychiatrist evaluate him, and the psychiatrist found that he was not remorseful at all for his crimes, and the judge ruled for no early release, and he will spend the rest of his life in prison at MCI Norfolk in Massachusetts. I mean, he did it at 17. That's going to be a long, long life in the prisons. Yeah, three life sentences. So the judge upheld that three life sentences because he was not remorseful and did not feel any guilt about what he had done. Good. Wow, that actually worked out then. It did work out. As far as the judge... I mean, except for people dying. Well, you know what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, except for people dying. Okay, all right. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Let's just clarify here. I meant that he didn't get out. And honestly, he's been in there since he was really 16 because he was in juvie for a year. Yeah. Out only for what? Like a month, you said? And then bam. He was out for, he got released in October and December 1st. Yeah. See? So that guy, that's just who he is. Unfortunately, he's just kind of a psychopath. Yeah. He never, he's one of those people who just 
to not get a good start in life and wow. not get the people and the help he needed and turn to the some pretty bad stuff. Wow, <laughs> Mr. LaPlante. No. That was heavy. Isn't that heavy? A little bit. I think all the true crime is probably going to be like that. I know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I know it's okay. heavy stuff, but it's... I, I have one for the... It's what we're yeah. into. That's what we like, so... I'm really excited to hear about your surprise right now, though. So please lift us so up. Someone built this up. You it's, have. It's not... It, it's just seasonal. We don't even know, like, the topic, guys. <laughs> she won't tell us anything except it's a surprise. It's just a surprise. I couldn't... I get anxious about... There's just so many topics out there of <laughs> what I can talk about, and... I get overwhelmed by everything that I I can cover. I just start Googling things and I'm like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. No, there's not enough information. And then I think about what's going on around us. And uh, currently the word on the street is we are in a pandemic. <laughs> I knew as soon as she looked at me Lindsay, that she tell, was going to say that. Tell us what the word means. Pandemic is worldwide versus an <laughs> epidemic, which is local country. <laughs> Not quite, but close. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Oh, Pandemic I, I is thought we quite. educated her. I guess Damn it! Not. Did I mess it up? <laughs> I actually read the definition. No, but that was a long time ago. So, okay. right. since I was thinking about what's going on in our lives, um, I thought, well, why don't we just rewind to 102 years ago and do the Spanish flu of 1918? Uh, See, I was saying you needed to do something relevant. You must have read my mind. (laughs) Oh, yes. She literally was. Because it's going to blow your mind how similar this is to what we are going with the COVID-19. Oh, I like the dash in there. That makes it sound real formal. COVID-19. Hashtag quarantine. Hashtag the worst. Social distancing. So, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 is the deadliest in history as of the writing um, TBD. Right. We'll You're going to like make all of our anxiety go like to an oh. 11 right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, okay. It infected an estimated 500 million people worldwide, about one third of the planet's population. That's a lot of people. Fun. And killed an estimated 20 to 50 million victims. Victims, including some 675,000 Americans. Eh, lovely. This Ooh. is fine. I'm That's fine. Great. This is all Everything's great. great. This is cool. It's going fine. We're great. This is a great topic. I'm so glad we did this one Don't first. Don't wear masks, please. <laughs> Don't take the masks. <laughs> um, so the 1918 flu was first discovered and observed in Europe, uh, the United States, and parts of Asia before swiftly spreading around the world. Mm, sounds familiar. Mm. At that time, there were, <laughs> there were no effective drugs mm. or vaccines to treat the killer flu strain. It is an H1N1 an avian strain. So oh, it's like not swine the flu. It's a swine flu, but the avian version. Not pig? It's not. It's bird, not pig. <laughs> bird, not pig. Bird, Got it. Bird is aviation. You can do that one. Um, citizens that. were ordered to wear masks. Schools, theaters, and businesses were shuttered. And bodies piled up in makeshift morgues before the virus ended its de- deadly global march. Is this exciting or what? Bodies just piled up? Uh, what? What's exciting? Bodies I already hate this. <laughs> Yeah, so cool. No sleep for weeks. I just thought this was kind of topical and maybe we could just do some chatting about it and I don't know, you know, help put our minds at ease. No? This is not helping me. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. No, this is just, it was 1918. It's not relevant today. Not much has changed in that time (laughs) as far as. What is the flu? So influenza or the flu. Science lesson. Is a virus that attacks the respiratory system. The flu virus (laughs) is highly contagious. When an infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks, respiratory droplets are generated and transmitted into the air and can then be inhaled by anyone nearby. Additionally, a person who touches something with the virus on it and then touches his his or her mouth, eyes, or nose can become infected. Sound familiar? It sounds just like (laughs) COVID-19. Um, did you know, during the flu pandemic, 
pandemic of 1918. <laughs> the New York City Health Commissioner tried to slow the transmission of the flu by ordering businesses to open and close on staggered shifts to avoid overcrowding on the subways. Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. Oh my gosh, I hate everything about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following. I'm tracking along. Flu outbreaks happen every year and vary in severity depending on what type of virus is spreading. Flu viruses that we deal with every year rapidly mutate and that's why we like you to get the vaccine but the vaccine is not always effective the vaccine is based off of the year prior yes and by then things have mutated and changed and that's why yes you might still get the flu so in the united states the flu season generally runs from late fall into spring in a typical year, more than 200,000 Americans are hospitalized for flu-related symptoms and complications. And over the past three decades, there have been some 3,000 to potentially 49,000 flu-related deaths annually in the United States, according to the CDC. Young children, people over the age of 65, pregnant women, and people with certain medical conditions face a higher risk of flu-related complications, including pneumonia, ear and sinus infections, and bronchitis. Oh. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Bronchitis. The old bronchi. Bronchi. A flu (laughs) pandemic, such as the one in 1918 occurs when an especially virulent 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 new influenza strain for which really there's little i don't know stop it i'm kidding (laughs) sorry sorry this is like the fifth time i'm disappointed her tonight that look i can't i'm sorry i'll stop looking at you okay thanks you're giving her complex over there (laughs) occurs when and especially virulent, I think is how you see it. <laughs> New influenza strain. <laughs> Bad. Bad strain, which there's little or no immunity, appears and spreads quickly from person to person around the globe. Dun, dun, dun. That's, what, that's what's happening. So the Spanish flu. The first wave of the 1918 pandemic occurred in the spring and was generally mild. Um, the sick who experienced such typical flu symptoms, such as chills, fever, and fatigue... Usually recovered after several days, and the number of reported deaths was low. However, Mm. a second highly contagious wave of influenza appeared with a vengeance in the fall of that same year. A vengeance? Mm. That's not sounding good, Boydston. Victims died within hours or days of developing symptoms. Hours? Hours? Hours. Hours. Or days. Okay, no, hours. <laughs> That's what I'm fixating on. Both suck. Okay. Or, or days. Oh, Lord. Um, their skin turning blue, their lungs oh. filling with fluid that caused them to suffocate. In just one year, 1918, the average life expectancy in America plummeted by a dozen years. Ugh. Which makes you think, I wonder what it'll be. It probably wasn't, stop, we're okay. going to stop that train of thought right there. Okay. But there, the life expectancy couldn't have been very high in 1918 with medicine and, you know, there was more than just the flu going around. Uh-huh. They didn't have vaccines back then, so I'm thinking. Yeah. It couldn't have been very high anyways, and then it plummets by 12 years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ugh. Okay. Sounding great. Continue. Proceed. I'm totally okay. So what caused <laughs> the Spanish flu? <laughs> I'm fine. A uh, bird. Okay. It's unknown exactly <laughs> where. <laughs> that was her. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. It's it unknown exactly where the particular strain of influenza that caused the pandemic came from. However, the 1918 flu was first observed in Europe, America, and the areas of Asia before spreading to almost every other part of the planet within a matter of months. Cool, cool. Despite the fact that the 1918 flu wasn't isolated to one place, it became known around the world as the Spanish flu as Spain was hit hard by the disease and was not subject to wartime news blackouts that affected the other Europe. European countries, and it said that even um, their king Alfonso the Eighth. Wait, what's was he the eighth? Um, hang there on, a V and three I's. Okay, no, the the thirteenth. Uh, oh, okay, oh, so ten X. So X and three I's. So that's thirteen. <laughs> Roman numerals. I went to the public school system. Okay, I did too, and I knew Roman numerals. Okay, I'm gonna give you that look again. (laughs) Alfonso the Thirteenth. I mean, that's a lot of Alfonsos, though. That is a lot of Alfonsos. That is twelve previous Alfonsos. For those of you keeping track at home, Alfonso the (laughs) Thirteenth reportedly contracted the flu. 
Okay. One unusual aspect of the 1918 flu was that it struck down many previously healthy young people, Mm, a group normally resistant to this type of infectious illness, including a number of World World War I servicemen. (laughs) I'm laughing at the way you said it, not at the (laughs) Are you good? What what, what sound was that coming out of your mouth? Okay. I don't know what happened. I just heard war, war, war. I was getting very war, anxious, war. and then he said, like, roar, roar, roar. The WW1 <laughs> serviceman. <laughs> what is that in Roman numeral? Uh, WW1? <laughs> That's one. That's an I. Sorry, the weasel. I'm just coming again. <laughs> <laughs> so the young people of the WW1. Okay, got it. WW1 Young People Servicemen. More the U.S. soldiers died from the 1918 flu than were killed in battle during the war. Ooh. 40% of the U.S. Navy was hit with the flu, while 36% of the Army became ill. And troops moving around the world in crowded ships and trains helped spread the killer virus. Although the death toll was attributed to the Spanish flu, it's often estimated at 20 million to 50 million victims worldwide. Other estimates run as high as 100 million victims. Well, dang. (laughs) Around 3% of the world's population. So we've heard that 3% number, haven't we? Was infected or was killed by the flu? Killed. Okay, cool. Not cool at all. That's not that high. Uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> the exact numbers are impossible to know due to lack of medical record keeping in many places. Sure. Um, what is known, however, is that few locations were immune to the 1918 flu. In America, victims ranged from residents of major cities to those of remote Alaskan communities. Even President, two W's coming up. Oh, you know how I struggle with those. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Woodrow Wilson Nailed it. reportedly contracted the flu early in 1919 while negotiating the Treaty of Versailles, which ended in <gasps> WW1. Versailles. That was really good. I remember history class. Nailed it. Hey, quick question. How did they test for the flu? Or did they? Do we know? That's mm. a good question. <clears throat> when, did, when did this nasal swabbing start, I wonder? I don't know. I mean, they didn't have labs that you sent it off to right. to run it in. So is it just based off of symptoms? That's what I'm assuming. It was based off symptoms, fevers. and huh. Yeah, I'm sure they had a, the, a similar subset of symptoms and everybody, they probably had a, an epidemiologist type of group of people that would track how it was uh, moving across the world. I, I don't know the exact answer, though. So That's just a guess. it could be COVID-1918. COVID-1918, <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Maybe it was COVID 18 and this is COVID-19. Too soon? Too soon? I mean... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fighting the Spanish flu. Okay. When the 1918 flu hit, doctors and scientists were unsure of what caused it or how to treat it. Unlike today, there were no effective vaccines or antivirals or drugs to treat the flu. The first licensed flu vaccine, fun fact, appeared in America in the 1940s. I love fun facts. By the following decade, vaccine manufacturers could routinely produce vaccines that would help control and prevent future pandemics. Hashtag get your flu shot. Amen. Nice plug. Thank you. Complicating matters was the fact that World War One had left parts of America with a shortage of physicians and other health workers, and of the available medical personnel in the U.S., many came down with the flu themselves. Is this hitting home to anybody? Additionally, yes. <laughs> I'm looking up how they tested for flu. So. Additionally, hospitals in some areas were so overloaded with flu patients that schools, private homes, and other buildings had to be converted into makeshift hospitals some of which were staffed by medical students. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't like that. With no vaccine to protect against influenza, infection, and no antibiotics to treat secondary bacterial infections that can be associated with influenza infections, control efforts worldwide were limited to non-pharmaceutical interventions such as isolation, quarantine, good personal hygiene, use of disinfectants, and limitations of public gatherings. And coughing into your elbow. (laughs) <laughs> and washing your hands, which apparently we still don't know how to do in 2020, a hundred years later. I want to know why there are videos now. There Re- have been recent videos, videos all along. But why are there videos like recently telling adults how to wash their hands? Because normally adults just do like the. Who doesn't know how to wash their hands? They know Lots how. They're lazy. <laughs> it's laziness. Uh, 
Or they just get the water and a little bit of soap, and they're like, yep, we're good after five seconds. No. Officials in some communities imposed quarantines, ordered citizens to wear masks, and shut down public places, including schools, churches, and theaters. People were advised to avoid shaking hands and to stay indoors. Libraries put a halt on lending books, and regulations were Past banning spitting. No spitting. According but I was just to doing that. <laughs> According to the New York Times, during the pandemic, Boy Scouts in New York City approached people they'd seen spitting on the street and gave them a card that read, You are in violation of the sanitary code. Ooh. The Listen sanitary to those boy code. Scouts. Isn't that sweet? I like the sanitary code. <clears throat> The flu took a heavy human toll, wiping out entire families and leaving countless widows and orphans in its wake. Funeral parlors were overwhelmed and bodies piled up. Many people had to dig graves for their own family members. The flu was also detrimental to the economy. In the United States, businesses were forced to shut down because so many employees were sick. Basic services such as mail delivery and garbage collection were hindered due to flu-stricken workers. In some places, there weren't enough farm workers to harvest crops. Even state and local health departments closed for business, hampering efforts to chronicle the spread of the 1918 flu and provide the public health with answers about it. So by the summer of 1919, the flu pandemic came to an end and those that were infected either died or developed immunity. So I feel like that's how it was going to go anyway. Either you made it or you didn't. Congrats. <coughs> this is horribly depressing. <laughs> Almost 90 years later, researchers announced they discovered what made the 1918 flu so deadly. A group of three genes enabled the virus to weaken a victim's bronchial tubes and lungs and clear the way for bacterial pneumonia. Hmm. So it was just that particular strain, essentially, that made it so bad. Yeah. Since 1918, there have been several other influenza pandemics, although none as deadly so far. A uh, flu <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> she says so life. far. No. A <laughs> uh, flu pandemic from 1957 to 58 killed around 2 million people worldwide. From 68 to 69 killed approximately 1 million people. More than 12,000 Americans perished during the swine flu pandemic in 2009 to 2010. Modern day pandemics brought renewed interest in and attention to the Spanish flu or the forgotten pandemic. So named because its spread was overshadowed by the deadliness of WW1 and (laughs) covered up by news, blackouts, and poor record keeping. How do you guys feel about your lives now? Um, I get what you're saying when we're deciding who to go last. He said, mine is ominous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, thank you. That was a... I thought mine was depressing. Jeez. Right, Shadow. Well, um, I didn't know how to, you know, categorize that. And I mean, huh. I'm not what really I, sure. What I hear you saying is you're not happy with um, my work. No, it was you did great. great work. You did a great job. And it was actually the historychannel.com. The historychannel.com well, did a great job. I'm just. Like, I didn't start getting anxious about COVID-19 until probably yesterday. Like, I've been totally, like, legit telling all my family and friends, like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm not going to be worried until my coworkers start getting worried. And now my coworkers are getting worried, so I'm getting worried. Uh, well, yeah, it's happening. So that's that's neat. Here's the thing. You just got to be smart. Take mm-hmm. your precautions. I mean, that's really all you can do. I'm not right really, now. like, worried that, like... I'm going to get it because I've kind of accepted I'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, like, we're not at high risk, you know. It's more worried about spreading it and the hospitals being overwhelmed is what right. I'm worried about. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. Like, I'm not worried for my own well-being, if that makes sense. I mean, you should still be worried I mean, about your own well-being. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I'm healthy. I'm in I my 30s, you. you know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm worried about spreading it to other people and for sure. the hospitals. Well, for right now, you are just really supposed to hang out with those who also work in the healthcare setting. And because we already have it. Yeah. Or we're already as susceptible as you are. Right. Same. Yep. So we will hashtag flatten the curve for the rest of the population by hanging out with just each other. Yep. And that's, that's what we've been idea. doing. And I hear that um, this is not true, by the way. Alcohol kills the coronavirus. <laughs> I almost died when I saw that. <laughs> oh, can you believe that? No. I mean, that was so I shouldn't funny. be surprised because people believe lots of stupid things. <laughs> but 
Arr. So silly. Who did that? Somebody goes not right. Wow. Generation Z. We're going to blame them, right? Because <laughs> I still don't believe millennials that I'm a millennial. still get all the blames. All right. I still They've don't been believe blaming it. millennials for this whole Sarah spring break stuff. Sarah doesn't believe that we're all millennials. And newsflash, we are. We are all millennials. And I just... am a millennial. That means you definitely are. <laughs> and I'm a millennial, which means you definitely are. We're born the same year. But there's this stuff going around about these memes about millennials with their spring breaking in Florida, ignoring the social distancing. We're like, No! We are no, all no. at home, social distancing with our anxiety and our back pain. And telling our parents, do not leave the house. Telling our parents, six foot radius. <laughs> I will bring you those groceries and set them on your doorstep, yes. okay? <laughs> Legit had that conversation with my mom today. I know. I'm like, serious, actually. <laughs> she went to the store and I said, did you keep a six foot radius? And she was like, well, I mean, I'm trying to, but people pass by me. And I was like, six feet. <laughs> <laughs> Measure it. <laughs> Carry a ruler. <laughs> Six rulers all taped together. A ruler. <laughs> and just spin it around you at all times. <laughs> I was thinking like a measuring tape. You know yes. what though? I don't like it when people get too close to me and it's a really this is a really good excuse for to say, oh social distancing, but when I really want to say please get the F away did from me. Did you Google that you're a millennial? <laughs> did you figure it out? I didn't I, I don't accept it. I noticed that you're not mentioning it. <laughs> yes, she isn't. She picked up her phone and put it down without saying anything because i told you so it's true it's 1981 but i always make fun of millennials and i didn't know that i was you one. are one <laughs> millennials no millennials are the ones that say stupid things no, and i know do it's stupid, more generations i mean now. maybe but <laughs> yeah we all say stupid things maybe maybe we're all making yeah i think we're making fun of generation z when yes. we're saying millennial Generation Z, we, if you're listening, we love you. But you guys need to practice some social distancing and not go get to spring off break. Of spring breaks, oh my lord! Yep, get off the of spring break. I'm really happy that you turned 21 this year. But <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> you can drink at home. We're in a pandemic. A pandemic. <laughs> World War One. <I>. Roman <laughs> numerals 13. Deb 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 one. <laughs> Okay, so that was depressing. King Alonzo, Alonzo? Alfonso. Alfonso. King Alfonso the 8th or 13th. <laughs> Depending on your knowledge of Roman numerals. All Alfonsos from 8 to 13. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening today. Lindsay, tell Sorry. us, tell them where they can find us. Sorry if we depressed you guys. Um, you can find us at the Tipsy Ghosts on Instagram or Facebook, and uh, you can also email us any of your paranormal experiences. We would love to hear about them at the Tipsy Ghost at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. All right, bye. 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 <laughs>